Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, Roman Gabriel III. Up-close conversations with high-impact personalities from the world of sports and entertainment. Follow Roman on Twitter and Facebook at Roman Gabriel 3. Today's show will feature interviews with super sports agent Lee Steinberg and Carolina Panthers coach Steve Wilkes. Visit SoldOutTV.com for all things faith, family, and sports 365 days a year. And follow Roman on Facebook at the Roman Gabriel III fan page. Now, here's Roman Gabriel III. Good friend coming in, uh, a guy that I've really, really come to know and appreciate. Uh, uh, we get together uh, quite a bit lately, and I, was, and I enjoy that very much, our meetings. And I wish we could tell, wish we could give you on radio some of the talks that he and I have in his office. But uh, <laughs> the agent and, uh, and a guy who's uh, made a huge comeback in his career and making a big difference in people's lives, Lee Steinberg, here with us. Lee, how are you? Happy to be with you, Roman. Always, always, but you left 80 degrees, you know, by the way, the man has one of the nicest views in the world in Newport Beach. One of my favorite things to do is sit across from him and just chat and look at the boats. And so you left 80 and you came up here and we got the frozen tundra, Minnesota up here. Isn't this the North Pole? It's getting ready to be, I hear. So we got the Lee Steinberg party coming up Saturday. You've really brought this to a new place. It's always been a great party and a great meet and greet and a great place for people to talk and uh, athletes and entertainers. And you have an award show for deserving general managers, owners, players, former players, and the great things they do in the community, uh, which is wonderful. But uh, you've really developed this into uh, something that has great meaning uh, to more than just yourself, but to the people who get the awards. Uh, so this year, you know, I always ask you, Who's going to get the awards at the Lee Steinberg party this year? So we did these philanthropic awards because there's so much negativity uh, that seems to run around sports. And the reality is that people in football and in the whole sports world do amazing works off the field, but they're not breaking news, they're not dramatic, and so there's no focus on them. So we take an executive, sometimes an owner, a player, a retired player, and a coach. So this year the coach is going to be Andy Reid of the Chiefs. Um, the general manager is Rick Spielman, who's here oh, from wow. uh, Rick's Mi- a quality guy. Minnesota. Great choice. Um, Larry Fitzgerald is getting uh, one of the player awards, and his father will co-present it. Um, the retired player... Award will uh, be given to Ryan Leaf for Ryan's getting the award. Okay, yeah, great for his whole comeback. And then we're doing a special award for Eric Dickerson, who uh, has a charity that works with young kids that are fatherless and gives them some stability and substance in their life. So that'll be that. We also have an interesting aspect, which is. We've done this three or four times before, but we are going to have a live hookup between the party and troops in Afghanistan. We did it in San Francisco. It was wonderful. Right. So we'll be able to do that, and and luminaries and their favorite players can walk up and talk to them, and we can recognize the fact they're still out there in the field. Um, So that'll be another aspect where 
We're in a warehouse. And you're doing something new this year with uh, Ryan Leaf called the Sober Party on Super Bowl Sunday. And, of course, that has a lot of meaning for you and for Ryan. And it has meaning for me. I don't drink. Bottom line is, is tell me about uh, what, what that's going to be all about. He said some things to me yesterday, but very so, interesting. So they asked me to host um, the Sober Bowl, which is a pre-party before the Super Bowl. goes on during the Super Bowl, so people can watch it, and then it follows the uh, Super Bowl. And it's a whole slate of entertainment for people who just don't want to drink and don't want to be in that environment. Um, at one point, I'll do a, pan- a panel with some players who've overcome substance abuse, so we'll talk that through. But it's just uh, an alternative place. It's co-sponsored by Hazelden, which is one of the premier right. uh, pioneers in in uh, the whole addiction concept. You know, it's interesting when I talk to guys like Daryl Strawberry. Uh, who has overcome, you know, drug and alcohol abuse, and he's opened up his own rehab center in Miami with his wife, Ryan Leaf, and what he told me yesterday about, you know, hey, it's not about me. It's just so rewarding to go out and make a difference in other people's lives and know that what I went through could help somebody else. And you've been so vocal about this in terms of wanting other people to know. And I just find it really interesting. You know, we were having this talk about, you know, off the air you talked about Manning and Leaf, and at, at one time, People thought Ryan Leaf was going to be the number one pick and, and maybe the better pick coming out of college with his natural talent. Um, and bottom line is he had the, the, the incident with Vicodin and, and had some things happen in his life. But I, I find, Lee, that you know Peyton is a wonderful man and done a lot of great things. But most people can't associate with that much success, but they can associate with the person who's been at the top, fallen, and come back. It's because the arc of most of our lives is filled with uh, great joy and achievement and also struggle. And so most people in this country go through periods of uh, trial and tribulation. And if they turn to substance to cover that, um, it affects the brain in a way that it doesn't become volitional anymore. It's It's hard to explain to someone whose brain has not been rewired that way but it it's not a choice so the only choice is abstinence so i've been public so that people who are still out there struggling who are depressed and hopeless find that there is a path back and that there are numerous 12-step programs that help people with all addictions because it all goes to the same part of the brain whether it's drugs or alcohol or gambling or shopping or womanizing it's that compulsive behavior that some people don't even know that they have and it's and it these are diseases that convince the sufferers they don't have a disease right so it makes breaking denial very hard lee steinberg is with us uh agent and uh, of course if you haven't read his story the agent that came out three years ago it's a great book if you need to get hold of it and he's had a couple of books uh but I, I find that you're writing uh, some chapters in your life right now that are going to be very interesting as you go forward. Um, one of the things that's interesting to me is that you've always had the mindset of you're not going to take a chance on guys that have character problems out of college, no matter how good they are. And you know the player group that you've built here in the last four or five years has been players of quality character. Uh, many, many of the guys with faith-based backgrounds, very strong family backgrounds, 
who have turned out to be not only good on the football field, but excellent in the community, which has always been your number one priority. That's that's the total antithesis to the way that some others do their job, correct? Well, every time you represent a player, you're cutting up part of your life to share with them. And so we profile players. We research, do they have good character? Do they have a compassionate heart? Are they someone who's going to be able to springboard off a long sports career to have a great second career? And by profiling them, and most of those young men use their parents as a screening device, so you meet the parents also. And they tend to come out of tight families because that's who develops that type of player. And it gives you someone who's going to overachieve, not have peripheral issues, but be a great role model. Go back to the high school, go back to the college, set up scholarship funds, and at the pro level do a charitable foundation. Um, and then they're, they're going to have long careers, and then they're going to have great second careers. So I've only done my job when um, Troy Aikman and Steve Young are broadcasters, when Bruce Smith owns part of the largest luxury hotel in Washington, D.C., and has a construction company, when players are out there being successes later. And even Ryan Leaf told me yesterday, he said, you know, you were such a role model to him and, and there for him when he had his problem. So it is, it, you know, you can't pick problems that will happen to kids, but you can do a good job of vetting to make sure See, you have the best opportunity. And in Ryan's case, we never really saw that aspect of him until he got into the season and ended up cursing at a, a news reporter who, who um and that clip got shown over and over again. It sort of put him into a shell. So you, you, all of us have done the stupidest things we've ever mm-hmm. done when we were in college. So the question is, was this a incident someone learned from that changed their life or and they'll never replicate, they continue, or right? are they recidivists and this is just... And I learned that I'm not able to to change recidivistic behavior where I am able to, to work with mistakes. Final question. How has your experience with alcoholism and overcoming that and so, some of the you know the ups and downs that you've had in your life attributed to being a better person and judging other people in your job and being a better agent? Well, I had such a meteoric uh, rise and such a long run that was really trouble-free and so much success that at an older age I had to come back and have the resilience to uh, people think when you recover it's all magical but there's wreckage and so I had to be able like Sisyphus pushing the ball up the hill that keeps coming back you just had to have the the belief that it would lead to a better situation that there there was a pony in that big pile of stuff right so um um i always thought my comeback if it were was in having a great relationship with my kids and in maintaining sobriety for eight years and the rest of it you know uh uh i i've told you before roman my dad had two core values one was to treasure relationships especially family and the second was trying to make a 
meaningful difference in the world and impact in a positive way and help people who couldn't help themselves. So that's what I have left to do in life, be a good parent and make an impact. Your father, I was going to ask that, you answered a question I was just going to ask you. How has that, how has that helped you being a father in dealing with these young men? been amazing, especially with the millennial generation, yes. because I have a, a 22-year-old daughter and a 26-year-old son, so um, it's, uh, it's a different generation, and, um, but parenting gives you an extra understanding for the developmental process um, from an early age. Lee, if everything went great for you and, and you had anywhere near the success that you had earlier in your career... When you're done with this, no matter when that is, uh, what, do you, what do you want people to remember about Lee Steinberg? That I cared and tried to make a difference uh, in the world. And when there were problems, um, I took responsibility and, um, and tried to be an agent of positive change. Lee Steinberg, awesome. Lee, as usual, thanks for coming into Sold Out Sports Talk. Enjoy it always. Listening to a best of edition of Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. In this segment, Roman talks with Carolina Panthers coach Steve Wilkes. Visit SoldOutTV.com for all things faith, family, and sports. And follow Roman on Facebook at the Roman Gabriel III fan page. Now, once again, here's Roman Gabriel III. I'm bringing in today is a guy I really, really like. Uh, had an opportunity to do two of his football camps a couple weeks ago, one in Greensboro and one in Charlotte. Uh, Steve Wilkes Academy, elite defensive back academy, teaching high school excellent athletes, really good defensive backs, the intricacies of the game, but more importantly, teaching them about life. So coming in with us, secondary coach for the Carolina Panthers, and good friend, Steve Wilkes. Steve, how are you? I'm doing outstanding, Roman. I uh, definitely appreciate you having me on this, and uh, it's definitely uh, uh, great to be on with you. Hey, we had a great time at camp, didn't we? Oh man, it was it was an outstanding time. I tell you what, it, it, it was for the first year. I was uh, extremely uh, pleased with the uh, turnout. Most importantly, just the uh, the teaching aspect uh, of the camp, and, and and like as you just mentioned before, just the overall the building foundation of what we're trying to give to these young young men. So uh, I was uh, thoroughly impressed and excited about it. Coach Steve Wills, secondary coach of the Carolina Panthers, uh, came over as assistant head coach and secondary coach for the San Diego Chargers. Uh, his background was a head coach at Savannah State University. He played his football right up here in App Country, 87-91 to for Coach Jerry Moore, where he experienced a great deal of success up here and also, uh, Lovey Smith, Chicago Bears, when he took their secondary to the Super Bowl. A lot of people, when I talk to them about you, Steve, they, they say enthusiasm. They say uh, technical-oriented, uh, very specific in his coaching style. Uh, somebody who cares about his players and wants to get the best and most out of, out of his players. Describe to me, if I was going to hire you, Steve, what am I looking at when I'm bringing you in to coach my secondary on my football team? Well, well, number one, Roman, you're looking at a great teacher. Um, I, I believe in 
You know, everybody's talking about being a good coach. We're teachers first, and that's the number one thing we have to understand. I tell guys all the time, I teach during the week and I coach on Sundays. And uh, number one, you want a great teacher. Uh, You want a guy that uh, really understands uh, people. You know, sometimes people get so caught up in the X and O's of the game, but they don't understand, most importantly, how to relate uh, to the players. And uh, having that uh, true, uh, genuine care about the individual beyond the game of football, you know, to me is uh, football is important. Uh, but there's life after football, and uh, I'm about trying to build that foundation with these young men uh, from a standpoint of giving them things beyond the game. So uh, that's truly what you're getting from me, someone who has a lot of passion and love for the game, but uh, truly uh, believes in the development of the person as well. And uh, I, you talk about the enthusiasm, I say this all the time, the speed of the pack uh, is determined by the speed of the leader. So you're definitely going to see me once I hit that field running in and uh, definitely lead by example. We're in a real different time when it comes to coaching and it comes to players. Um, these kids coming out today have been highly touted. Some have actually been recruited in junior high. Uh, so many of these players have had uh, the best of treatment. Um, they've been told most of their life that they're great, that they're talented, that they deserve something. Um, how hard is it today, Steve, to get these guys down to earth to get back to the basics of what football is all about in terms of assessing your talent, working every day to get better at your talent, and understanding, most importantly, that if we don't work on our weaknesses, then we're going to find ourselves on the outside looking in. How hard is it? I think the biggest thing is the uh, consistency. I think you have to, I I believe in everything I'm doing is trying to create and build a foundation. I start out with, with trust, commitment, and accountability. And uh, I want my players to trust me, and I want to be able to trust them. And, and sometimes when you talk about trust, trust, I tell my guys this all the time, uh, it's not always telling you what you want to hear. You know, I believe in telling uh, the players what they need to hear. And, and sometimes uh, I think uh, we cater to these young men because of what you just said, because of their accolades coming out of high school and college. But uh, most of the guys want to be coached. They want to be coached hard. And they want to get better. And uh, that's my philosophy right here. I, uh, I teach everybody the same. Uh, I coach them hard. And I try to uh, expect and demand the, uh, the most from them. And uh, I tell my guys all the time, again, I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear. And, and when things are going great, I'm going to love them up and uh, let them know that. But also when they step out of line, when they're not doing the things, not only on the field, but off the field as well, uh, that image and that perception that, uh, that we're trying to uh, make sure we hold up to with the Carolina Panthers, uh, they're not uh, displaying that. They definitely will know. So uh, it's hard, but it's not that hard when you uh, when you uh, continue to have that uh, consistency with those guys. We're talking to Carolina Panthers secondary coach Steve Wilkes, and uh, here on Sold Out, Steve. You know we talk a lot about priorities, about uh, God, family job, pr- the priorities that it takes to be successful on a day-to-day basis and why those priorities being in those positions have such a great impact on somebody's life. And when those things are out of kilter or not in line, uh, some of the ramifications of poor decisions that can lead to destructive things in our life. And most of the coaches that I've talked to in the NFL and in my experience, uh, it's been more along the lines that 95% of the NFL players get it and understand their responsibility in the, to family, to their team, and to the community. But 
there are always those few who make the poor choices, and poor choices today are, are made worldwide news in five minutes. I've heard you talk about this with your players. It's critical, yeah, it's, it's critical isn't it, who, who, who they hang around and, and, and who they're spending their time with. I think I think that's a major key. You know, you're you're defined as a person, and who you associate yourself with. I tell tell my guys all the time, you know, is that uh, don't sacrifice what you want for the moment, for what you really want for a lifetime. And you know, you're talking about a great career, uh, a career beyond the game of football, uh, having a family. Uh, doing all those things that we all dream of, and sometimes you can get caught up in the moment, you know, or rather associating yourself with the wrong crowd. And uh, I tell my my players all the time, and, and even as adults, as you grow in life, sometimes you don't have to leave some of your friend, old friends behind. And uh, that's all right, you know, because if they're not looking to help you grow, they're going to hinder your growth. So uh, that's the key thing is always surrounding yourself with individuals who are going to make you better. Uh, and that's how I live my life, you know, from a standpoint of who I associate myself with, uh, you know, outside of profession as well, is that if I don't feel like this person is helping me develop spiritually, you know, even from a uh, career standpoint, uh, I really don't want to be around an individual. Most importantly, I'm not trying to uh, bring that individual into my personal life my, and my family. So I think it's, it's critical in who we surround ourselves with because, uh, every day I'm looking to, uh, as I tell my players, I'm looking to get better as a husband, as a father, then as a football coach in that order. And I think as long as I'm trying to live my life and do those things, I'm going to make them uh, a better player just based off how I have my life in order. And uh, I think sometimes the biggest thing that happens with these players in, in life and everybody in society is that uh, rehabilitation does not occur until the consequences are severe enough. And, and that's sad that we have to get to that point in life. Uh, but all of a sudden things happen, and then now we want to restructure, change our life. But uh, at that point in time, sometimes it's too late. So uh, my biggest thing as we progress and, and, and move forward as coaching throughout my whole career has been this, Roman, that we, we're, we're so caught up with, you know, the accolades and winning championships and the pressure of winning at every level is, is so high now. But the true measurement of a champion does not lie within his or her trophy case. It lies within the hearts that he or she has touched. And as coaches, as teachers, people with influence on these young people, we have to understand that, yeah, it, yeah we're, we're here to, to, to try to put a great product on the field. But if we're not trying to make a difference in the lives of these young men and young women, uh, that we're interacting with and coaching, uh, that we're missing the whole point. Steve Wilkes, secondary coach, Carolina Panthers. Uh, been on some awful good football teams and, and changed and helped a lot of his players, not only on the football field, but to prepare them for life. And Tell me about yourself, about what motivates you to coach football and what's, what excites you the most about the game? Uh, just r- really... The, the competitive edge of, of, of trying to uh, succeed, the competitive edge of, of, of trying to uh, make my players better. Uh, I've always been and, and try to build a reputation of developing uh, players, developing men. And uh, it's always easy to, for many people say, to coach first-round draft picks. You know, it's, it's always a joke, just don't mess them up, you know. 
content from that standpoint. But I, I try to pride myself in, in, in trying to, you know, develop players, you know, getting the best out of them and letting them see that they can really reach their, uh, their full potential. What do you think that this generation of football players, athletes, young people, is missing in your estimation and that can be turned around to help that? Well, I, I think the biggest thing is you just you just mentioned is so much exposure now that these young men are getting man so much of the attention they're getting at a young age that sometimes is there that entitlement is there, and uh, what I think we, that has been uh, left out is the uh, the value of earning certain things you know uh, the value of hard work putting the time and effort in and really getting what you uh, really deserve. Uh, not saying that some of these kids do not deserve that, but a lot of times they're put in certain categories, you know, uh, five-star, four-star, three-star, and uh, a lot of these things are just because of the publication and where they may go to school or what region they may be in. And sometimes you get that perception uh, about yourself. But to me, they can't uh, neglect uh, that one thing that keeps this whole uh, uh, economy and this whole world going is, is just hard work. You know, go out there and, and put the time and effort in, and people will continue to uh, reward you, but give you that respect that is so just to do. So uh, sometimes the entitlement is, is, is there, and uh, we forget one of the, uh, the true attributes of, of, of society and what has made America what it is, and that's that hard work. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Our podcasts are available at AFR.net. You can follow Roman on his official website, soldouttv.com, and on Facebook at Roman Gabriel 3. We'll catch you next time on Sold Out Sports Talk, your source for faith, family, and sports.